I, you know, the, that's always like, it's the dream team, right? Like you're like just Shelly and, you know, Byron and Mary are hanging out talking yeah because they did we elegant you know? three we elegant three as he says we elegant three as he says actually because he's got to roll the r's and things and like it's so great i can mm-hmm. i give a shout out to uh douglas walton who plays uh shelly because he's hot as fuck i was like damn who's that yo they're all attractive. That's the elegant three. They all they look are. beautiful. Her dress is like a dream. It's glistening and gorgeous, and she looks so together. Horror Movie Survival Guide is a weekly podcast where I, Gorehound Julia Marchesi, delves into my horror movie notebook to corrupt another one of my longtime chums, Terry Gamble, who is hiding in the creepy horror closet. My mission is to learn the gospel of horror movie survival and to incorporate Julia's wealth of wisdom to become a final girl disciple. Join us as we take a deep dive into everything from OG horror to newly released films, but preferably classics on VHS. We'll talk about obscure details that no one else notices. Spin off into alternate casting universes, crush on some dodgy, foxy fellows, and creepy uncles, and arm ourselves with the knowledge necessary to become the final girl. Welcome to Horror Movie Survival Guide. I'm Terry. I'm Julia. This week we're talking about 1935's Bride of Frankenstein. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Title of this episode is She Hate Me. She Hate Me. Oh, The tagline for this movie, she breathes, sees, hears, walks, but can she love? Aww. This is the question we ask. It's, that's uh, always the question. <laughs> Uh, it's a life question. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, so screenplay uh, by uh, William Hurlbut and is directed, of course, by James, James Whale, Whale, who also did Fra- Frankenstein and Invisible Man. Um, classic and brilliant. And yes. uh, I have some alternate universe casting for you. What? Bring it. I know. Okay. So as Percy Shelley, we could have had David Niven. Oh, yeah. Would have mm-hmm. been great. Mm-hmm. Uh, as Pretorius, we could have had uh, Bella Lugosi. Pretty yeah, bitchin'. or Claude Rains, also pretty bitchin'. Yeah, um, and then this one I particularly am interested in. If it, I don't know if it's true, but Louise Brooks for the Bride of Frankenstein, which would really been okay. incredible. Yeah, um, so I love that um, Boris Karloff is just billed as Karloff, <laughs> and Monsters Mate is just question mark question mark. Yes, in the credits. It's so I was like, ooh, who's it gonna be? What's gonna happen? And then I was like, oh, as soon as I saw the opening scene, I was like, oh, okay, I get it. <laughs> and we push in on this beautiful castle in this incredibly gorgeously built set. Yeah. Rainstorm, uh, where George Gordon, Lord Byron, is pontificating. <laughs> as pontificating great, beautifully, great, eloquently. Great. <laughs> <laughs> They're hanging out as you do during a stormy night with the fireplace roaring. She's doing some needlepoint. Um, Shelly's, you know, attempting to write something. Um, and, you know, as Byron and pontificates. And it's so just beautifully shot. And just, I was like, yes, I'm in for this classic, classic yes. setup. 
and Byron is saying how sad it was that he, that, you know, how wonderful it was that someone as beautiful and, and very prim looking as Mary could have written such a horrific tale as Frankenstein, but how sad he was that the story had to, had to end with the way it ended. But she says, ah, oh, that wasn't the end at all. And you're like, yes, go mm-hmm. ahead movie. You have the author of that book be like, no, nah, that wasn't the ending. Here's the ending. Just keep it going. Keep that sequel train right? running. Um, she knows how to keep a misery story going, right? This yeah. is like, it reminds me a little of that. Like keeping yeah, the. Would you like, would you like to hear what happened? You're like, uh, yes, we do. Definitely. Yes. Tell us the real story. What did you really submit that they told you to cut out or something? And she's talking about morality and that, you know, she was had to do it for a certain moral reason, you know, that he had to keep, um, keep, you know, kill him in that way. But there's really more story. And I love that. Uh, so we get a, a recap for those who are uh, who haven't seen the first film or haven't seen it for a while. A montage, then, if you will, uh, sure. the last movie. Mm-hmm. Well, you have to remember, you know, this film, when these films came out, you didn't have, you know, VHS you could re- revisit. So you probably haven't seen Frankenstein for the last four years or whenever, how long ever uh, this gap was. Um, and so the, we just get to uh, that fire, that burning, burning that shit down. And, the, of course, the villages are there to watch the fire as they will. Um, and we get many- what else are you going to do if you're in a village? I mean, you're going to go watch like wherever the action is, right? You know, watch that fire. Yeah, definitely. Uh, a mini who will have more screen time in this movie than I wish she did. Uh, <laughs> I'm so obsessed that, with her. I literally I, wrote down. I was like, who's the old freaking lady? I'm obsessed. I was like, Oh my God, mini, I need her. And then <laughs> cause she, I can, like, she's like, I can tell exactly the kind of actress she is. It's like this weird time frame where like, she clearly was a vaudeville actress yep. who learned everything really big and then transferred into film. Well, now you're that big and you look insane and are just so shrill and annoying in every scene you're in. <laughs> <laughs> she is but, chewing the mother freaking scenery. She's yeah. cutting a lot to camera, like breaking breaking fourth wall stuff too. <laughs> you know, at the end, and I'm here for her like vaudevilleness. Like okay. I loved it. I it was just it was just it was it was a little bit of comic relief and a very like kind of more I feel like a serious kind of thing too. And yes, okay. you're right. She was definitely of her time um before the talkies you know <laughs> um, uh, she, training. She, she says that's the best fire i've ever seen and you're like yeah it probably is um so henry uh frankenstein has you know they think he might be dead they're not really sure they put him on a stretcher to take him back to his house um and we get hans who was the father of maria the little girl who was drowned in the first film and his wife and i want to give all the love to hans's wife who gives like she has like two minutes of screen time but i was like i'm so my heart goes out to you lady uh, like she was so heartbroken and and hans is like just can't she's trying to like bring him back and he won't come back and then he ends up going into the the ruins to try to like look for the monster because he's not convinced that the monster's dead and he wants to see As the body he be. right and of course that's a terrible idea because the monster is there and Hans now is, is gone. Um, but the monster emerges from the wreckage of where the villagers try to get, try to take him down. And of course, Minnie is there to scream and say, it's alive. It's alive. Um, and her most chewing of scenery uh, uh, style. She, they, he does drown Hans uh, yeah. and just kind of shove the wife. So we're like, uh, maybe he just killed people right out the gate. And I was like, I guess if you just, burned down the house i'd be pretty pissed too like you just kill anybody who came along as well also you're made of dead humans so so mm, death is you know. really what you're about you know yes 
So she runs back, Minnie runs back to um, the Frankenstein uh, mansion where she works and is like, hey, the thing is back. It's alive, guys. And like no one wants to believe her. They're like, yeah, pretty much crazy, crazy, hairy lady. Um, you know, he's dead. Like we don't believe he's, you know, that's, that would be a ghost and we don't believe in ghosts or spirits here like that. So, um, and it's so sad because it was the night that Henry was supposed to be married. So his, uh, his fiance, Elizabeth is all dressed up in her wedding gown. What could be more tragic than a bride on her wedding night, finding her husband dead, but, ah, he is not dead. He is alive. So uh, they bring him in uh, yeah, to the house. He, He's got a sweet house. It's gorgeous. It's absolutely like all the these beautiful sets are just so grand. They're so um, beautiful. Um, level yeah, universal. Like mm-hmm. Thinking about yes, how you had to build these incredibly enormous things is so uh, so beautiful. Uh, but they, Elizabeth had been warned to beware of her wedding night, so she knew in her heart something was coming. Yeah, she had um, been fair warned, and she was like, oh, "I should have known better. I knew it was going to be a crazy night." Can you imagine <laughs> uh, no. a monster dies and then your husband gets brought back to life and you think is dead. And like, that's just too wild. Um, but she has another beautiful gown on this beautiful robe as the night has come on later. It's gorgeous. Dino- diaphanous pretty robe. scandalous. I have to say. Mm-hmm. She looks hot, hot, hot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Pretty clingy. But I have to say, I am super hot for Colin Clive. I think he's so beautiful. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, mad scientist. I'm into it. You're hot. Oh, Colin you Clive. love him. I did I not do. know. Yeah, I do. I think he's really beautiful. And um, um, she talks about his work and how, you know, how his work profaned the Lord's work and, you know, he tried to create man. And um, she doesn't know about all this, but like it's, they're, they're talking about how it's been blasphemous and devil prompts him through his work. Um, sure, because he says that you know he has he wanted to be the first to give the world the secret that the God is so jealous of the formula of life and the power to create a man. So you're like, yeah, mm, dubious, little dubious, yeah. living men from the dust of the dead, and it's like, no. Nope. And so Elizabeth has this great freak out and just snaps into this bout of hysterical laughter, which I will say rarely works in films and works well here. I feel like yeah. I buy her, like where she just snaps and all of a sudden is hysterically laughing. I was like, oh yeah, I buy it, lady. You've had yeah. too much, too, too much, too soon today. It's a crazy day on your wedding day and to have all that stuff go down. She's kind of at her end right there. But then we get a knock on the door, a loud, crazy knock on the door during this moment while she's like hysterical. Um, and Minnie runs to the door. Um, and there's this guy who looks kind of like a priest or something. I was like, who is this dude? And I was like, oh no. Um, he's he's coming through uh and he pushes his way basically into the house we find out that it's dr pretorius and i was like dun 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 um since we watched from beyond i was yes. like mm. terry no see you know dr pretorius dr pretorius is not probably bode well yeah. uh, probably also another crazy mad scientist of a person yeah, uh, knocking at the door at and he says he went to yeah he says, "I want to see uh, see see um, Henry about a grave, a secret grave matter." And I was like, "Oh, <laughs> the words." <laughs> oh, maybe maybe another day. Maybe give him some time to rest. He like, just came back from the dead, but you know, on his wedding night. Cool. Uh, cool. But they let him in. He lets him in, um, and he says that he was uh, booted. Booted is the word he says from the university for knowing uh, too much, for not or, or going going against their for being insane basically well, he was a doctor of philosophy and he pushed it too far uh the philosophy didn't drive with them anymore but he says i just knew too much is how he put it um yeah 
Yeah. And so he wants to uh, have a partnership with Henry because he has work that he's worked on that is very similar that he thinks Henry would be very interested in. He also guilt him. He's terrible. I mean, from he's, he's like, obviously he's he, Henry's in a weakened state where he just was like in a terrible accident, and he comes right there with this very like I'm going to use what I know about you against you to make you come with me whether you want to or not. Full on, and he like guilt him as like you're responsible for all those murders, so you got to do this to help fix it. Um, yes. And I've also created something, and life's got it's got in God's own image as well. So like my my crazy matches you crazy. Let's get crazy together. And you're like oh oh God. Yeah. And against better judgment, he puts on a coat and freaking goes with him in the middle of the night on your wedding night after you just came back from the dead. (laughs) Sure. But I mean, that's the thing with the problem with, with Dr. Frankenstein, right? Is like, he's so obsessed that now anything is going to like spark this madness again, no matter how weak he is. Right. So he goes with him to his house. Uh, they toast to God, a new world of gods and monsters. Yep. Um, but I love that. Um, uh, Pretorius says that my only weakness is gin. And I'm like, that's not your only weakness, my dear friend. I think you're also drunk with power. Yes. <laughs> that, that, we know that mad scientist gleam in the eye. Don't uh-huh. we? Yes. Uh, so I have to say, delighted by uh, Dr. Pretorius's creations, I have to say. They're so seen- cool yeah, and really innovative. Cool. And, like, how they shot this must have been insane. So cool. Where he's r- a, ra- a race of miniature people, basically. So he has yeah. this little set of people. He has a king and a queen. And jars. He's got jarred and- little people. Like little, like, almost like if you had Barbie dolls, but that were actually like real life humans. Uh, Barbie doll size in jars that he's um, showing his little menagerie. Uh, He's got an archbishop, he's got a ballerina, he's got a mermaid, he's got a devil, Mm -hmm. um, and he says that he grew them from seed. I don't really know what that means. Uh, Yeah, he's like Petri dish, basically, Petri dish them. Right. So like he, from cells, he made these people, but so it wasn't like I got body parts from the dead, like I grew these puppies myself, but they won't grow to normal size, so I need you to help me, and like together we can figure out how to do what we want to do and baron Uh, frankenstein accuses him of black magic making these things versus science and stuff like that but he's like no 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 dude literal science petri dish to like to these guys and i want to collaborate still and the deal that you he wants he pushes with him is that hey you made a dude you also need to make a lady like you need to have a male and female if you really truly want to be god you got to make them be fruitful and multiply and be able to like you know be themselves he's like yes yes i guess i need to make a woman now yeah you gotta create your own race um, yeah. I don't, I'm not sure if people made from dead people could create a live baby, but this is the question that this movie asks, can this happen? <laughs> we don't know. Um, so we cut back to, um, Frankenstein, the monster, the monster mm-hmm. who is now roaming the countryside, uh, in a state of kind of confusion and probably loss and has never been away from his master. So doesn't really know what's going on. Um, and he gets to goes down to drink some water and sees his own reflection. It is so sad and so and angry. Slaps that water because he's like, "Who is that?" He doesn't realize it's himself. But he's this kind of monstrous thing, and that's the whole thing about him. Right? He do, he doesn't know how to communicate, and he keeps trying to. But he's so scary and huge, and he sounds scary because he's making these noises. But he's just trying to communicate with people. Right. He just keeps so, failing miserably, and then he sees the shepherdess. Mm-hmm. who Very freaks cute. the hell out she's adorable little bo peep yep. and her little sheep and she falls in that water by this little well um little waterfall that they're at and all of a sudden these hunters see him because he's trying to like revive her or get her out of the water yeah he's trying, he pulls, he's trying to save her and he saves her but she's of course screaming because he's terrifying um her savior's 
is super scary. And then these like hunting guys that are out from the town, um, see him and they attack him. Yeah. Shoot him or shoot him and then like get like the dogs after him. And then it starts to like the frenzied crowd whole thing starts up again. Whereas people with pitchforks and torches that are going after him, that they're all going to like find him and string him up, which they do. Yeah. Uh, they bind and, him like, and Minnie even finds her way there to say, I can bind him. Oh, Minnie. Oh, Minnie. Oh, Minnie. Um, and so they say he's a nightmare in the daylight. He is. Yeah, and they uh, bind so, him up. It looks kind of like a little bit like reminiscent of the um, crucifixion, you know, mm-hmm. like how they wrap him up on like a, on a wooden pole post and st- put him up there. Like they're going to put him on like a state kind of thing, but they ended up like throwing him in that cart of hay to like roll him down to the jail. Right. And then and they, they put, put him, him in uh, mm-hmm. like what looks like a pretty secure chair. You're like, okay. Like stocks. Yeah. Looks like you could be you know, a normal man could not get out of that, but they, they with such confidence, just leave him there immediately. And he gets out immediately which is yeah. like okay getting out of this. those chains like oh this is pretty uh pretty easy for a big uh, strapping dude like like him they misunderstood your strength sir they really um, did and the mayor tries to stand outside like being like he's harmless we've got him locked up and blah 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 and of course as soon as he says that like you know our frankenstein monster like bust out of there is like now on a rampage through the village and ends up killing a little girl and then attacks some gypsies and is just like it's just a whole well, mess of him. Not just trying, attacks them because he smells food. To to and yeah. the gypsy people like this little lady's like pepper and salt. I need pepper and salt. So the gypsy dad hops in and like gets like goes in there little cart to like get some more like seasoning for the food. And then he sees like this spit of food and he wants to eat. But he doesn't even understand how to get the food because he like messes and it's like by a fire and he's scared of fire because they had already tried to like, you know, burn him <laughs> already. Right. So he's already got like his fear of the world and the world is really scary and hard for him. Um, so then uh, after this encounter, he uh, here's a man playing violin. Here's some music. And for the first time, you see a, a look of joy on the monster's face and he's drawn yeah, it calms in by him the down. Music. Music to soothe the savage beast, they say. Yeah. Uh, but he doesn't. He's scared to go in because everybody he's tried to co- come in contact with is just freaked out. So, uh, but this person is very, very calm and very welcoming, and he says, "You're welcome, my friend, whoever you are." Um, because we find out that he's blind, and so he can't see that he's this awful monster. And to him, he's, he's not just horrified. A yeah, he's um, just a sweet stranger. Yes. Uh, and the, you know, this man, he's so sweet, he's so lonely. And he said, he's prayed so many times for God to send me a friend, uh, and that he's so happy and he doesn't know, he doesn't know, he doesn't need to know because he can tell that the monster can't talk, but doesn't know why and can't see that he, there's something wrong with him. He, his hands feel normal. So, mm-hmm. you know, he just kind of, do you think that Frankenstein's monster would be cold though? Right. If he's made from dead person's parts right but they activated him and he's alive now so he's not a he's not a like vampire or something oh okay you know yeah um so they have a very very sweet relationship and and you know this is something that you know the the kind of this the fun sweet part of this film is to see their their friendship and the blind man teaching him to to speak and and what different words are and uh giving him uh bread okay wine maybe not such a good idea cigar definitely not a good idea i know he's totally terrified when he sees like the fire like as he lights the thing but he's like no 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 it's good so he's learning to appreciate the finer things in life like he knows how to eat yeah he's like oh food is good friends are good um cigar nice thanks (laughs) 
yeah he's and i like that he like comes to it right away but they have you know he's trying to teach him to communicate you know and the most that the monster can get out is his alone bad like, yeah yep. friend like good oh you uh so then they would have been everything would have been chugging along just fine if these fucking hunters hadn't just gotten lost in the woods and come and- across the shack and alarm uh, the blind man by telling him he has a monster in his house. And he's like, no, 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 this is my friend that I have prayed for and God has sent to me. And they're like, no, 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 dude. And they basically drag the blind man out of there and set the shack on fire. It's so mean. It is awful because they had found something that probably would have worked for quite a while, I would assume. Just, you know, I feel like the old man had the patience for him. And Frank understood because the guy wasn't terrified of him and screaming the whole time. You know, as everyone else who's encountered him did, you know. But um, he runs and he's running through and and, and running away um, once he gets out of the fiery shack and makes his way out of there and and makes his way... Yeah, and looking for his friend, and he runs past all these like he runs past a church, and like I, I thought it was interesting too because the like uh, because of the kind of like um, crucifix kind of iconography like like icons that we'd seen earlier with him that he's running past like a church and there's like a you know um, a crucifix and then there's more in the graveyard um, mm-hmm. and it's like all these people are supposed to be so Christian and welcoming and the only kind person who was treating him like that was this old blind man because he couldn't see him you know. Yeah. Um, and he makes his way to the gravesite and ends up hopping in down into like these crypts. Um, and then uh, Dr. Pretorius just comes strolling by with his two little cronies to uh, find himself a nice body for his lady. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they find a 19 year old that had died recently. And he says, I hope her bones are firm. Ugh. Uh, you're so gross, Dr. Pretorius. Super you know what you gross. want that woman for. You're so nasty. Oh. Um, and then he, how nasty is he? I'm going to set up my picnic lunch here on this fucking grave site, like this crypt. So yep. who does that? With like that? a what pile of bones. Do? Yeah. Just but I'm going to have my lunch fuck. here. Mm-hmm. He's uh, super goth. It's <laughs> 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 like, how goth are you? I'm so goth that I had my lunch on top of this little uh, crypt site. Um yeah. It's pretty fucking goth. Yeah, he's pretty goth. And so um, our Frank Munster um, meets up with him in this in this crypt. And he's like, hey, dude, I've been waiting for you. Like, yeah, I'm going to make you a, a lady friend. Uh, he's like, oh, sounds good to me. I would like a friend. Like, you know, they kind of have a conversation about it as they share a cigar and, and share some, some food and stuff. Lured in by the cigars and the wine. Oh, the monster. He set himself up like the other friend, even though Pretorius is not really our, our Franken monster's friend. No. So uh, in the meantime, Elizabeth and Henry have gotten married, as they were planning to do, and now have decided to set off for other places to get away from this place. Because it's all bad memories and bad ideas, and we should be leaving. Um, but that's not to be, unfortunately, uh, because Pretorius comes in and... Uh, Elizabeth is not happy to see her, but I like her. She is quite firm. She's like, okay, but we're leaving now. I'm going right. to get the car and then we're going. So like, don't get pulled away by this dude. But of course, totally pulled away in yeah. literal sense by the monster um, who kidnaps her all part of Pretorius's evil plan. You see. Yeah. It was all a setup and Minnie kind of saw through that too. She's like, I don't want to leave her alone, but she insisted. And when she got left alone, the Frank monster came and took her, um, and use is using Elizabeth. Like a 
a cave. Yeah. Um, and it, a cave that has t- a t- telephone inside. <laughs> Super random. I think they just, I think they brought, it was like more like one of those ones you would have like out in a battlefield, I imagine. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? They're like one of those uh-huh. kind of like old timey phones that you would work that way. Um, and they have a ransom, basically using her as a ransom. And yeah. so they are, so Pretorius has got Dr. Um, or Baron Frankenstein working on um, this heart and this heart, he says, this heart is useless. It's one of my favorite lines too. Mm-hmm. Um, so the heart that they have wasn't, isn't going to work. He can't revive it. So there he's like, I need a fresher heart basically. And they're like, well, we need just a, a female victim of sudden death. Uh, there's plenty of those around that happens all the time. Yeah. Okay. So let's just send our little uh, lackey Carl out here to just uh, find a find a girl and just so he's just gonna kill the first person that comes along. Yeah. And don't don't worry about how we got it. Don't worry about how fresh. It's just really fresh. That's all you need to know. That's he fine. Just goes to the morgue or whatever. Like he's got a, a source or something. Mm-hmm. The source is himself, and he kills people for me. Yeah. Anyway, uh, that. It's really what's going on. And he offers so him a thousand crowns. He's like, yeah, yeah, I could do that for some money. Sure. Yeah. There's always somebody that's going to be willing to do it. Um, so they got to put that heart inside this, the body. Um, and they're like subduing the monster uh, because the monster's getting real up, uppity. Uh, well, he so wants his just, lady now. Yeah. Now, now, please. No patience. Yeah. Just now. Uh, so they ended up like knocking him out would like he's like drugs the drink right in front of the monster's face because the monster doesn't know what's going on and then he just gives it to him knocks yeah him no he doesn't okay. get it no and that's what's so sad about it is they all treat him so flippantly and you're like oh but he just wants to be loved guys but this is what yeah, this is he's for that's why he's so excited it's like now i'm gonna have a wife someone to love yeah but they don't really as much as they're trying to make this these humans they're not treating them as humans you know no they treat them as like these 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 playthings, um, and so it's really unfortunate. So now they're sending some of the assistants up to the top of the roof and sending the kites out. I love this. It's because they taught, had like a little Benjamin Franklin kind of thing about using the phones earlier in the movie, and I was like, oh, they're sending the kites out to catch the electricity, you uh-huh. know, too, and gather and ga- so good. It's like so steampunk and so cool looking. This whole sequence is like pretty masterful i was really impressed by the cinematography in this and all the effects that they're doing here um as they're trying to bring her to life and pretorius's face as they cut to his face then back to baron frankenstein's face and back and forth their faces as the light like beams on them with the look and the gleam in their eyes of sheer like you know like uh, control and intensity and insanity is so good yeah, it's just like it's so masterfully shot. It's so because this is you know you know it's the climax of the movie, right? It has to be the most exciting part of the movie, which mm-hmm. it definitely is. And you get this these this editing of them like looking more and more mad as it gets closer and closer to the moment where they have to like raise the cosmic diffuser. And you're like, yes, please raise the cosmic. Diffuser. Please raise it, uh, which they do. And um, the monster monster Frank is like up on the top of the roof as this is happening because he's so excited too. But he even gets so pumped, he like throws a dude off the roof um in the midst of all this yeah. which i thought was wild i was like why are you killing somebody right now i don't know why he does that either but i just realized that that guy's like the renfield guy right so he can't ever get his his wonderful reward he's got to be yeah the thousand crowns no after reason. he's like murdered somebody yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. uh so we finally get uh the bride the bride comes down the reveal. There, the electric mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, she it's just so incredible because they have her wrapped up like a very mummy like kind of in bandages and then they just have this cut to her completely out of bandages in in, in full bright no first they reveal her eyes 
Oh, her first eyes. They, yes. First, they just do her eyes. They just pull the strip off of her eyes and they reveal her eyes. And that's when they say she's alive, alive. And then we get the rest of it. Then the crazy reveal of like giving her a gown. Cause I think they left, they just took off the stuff off her head. It looks like, cause her arms are still wrapped. Um, even in this gown, but you know, they, they, like, it's supposed to be like her wedding gown, right? Cause this is the bride yep. of Frankenstein. This is their wedding night. So you have this very goth looking kind of gown and then just the iconic makeup and the hair. And like, how do you even come up with that? I can't imagine the pitch meeting over like, this was the concept and they were like, electric yes. socket. It's amazing. It's like, it's what, would, so what would your hair do if you stuck your finger in a socket? That's like the like embodiment of it. And I love that it's, uh, the same actor who plays uh, Mary Shelley at the beginning. So it's her as the bride. And I was just like, Oh, iconic. Love it. She can't even talk. So she's just, you know, this is kind of uh, coming to of like, she's so confused and what is she and who is she and who are these people? Mm -hmm. And, but it sees the monster and is immediately afraid of him. And he says, friend. And she's like, nah, uh, she hate me like others. You're like, oh no, your bride doesn't like you, right? So, so sad. sad. I wish so they sad. Could get together and be happy. I really do. And she screams like, yeah. and screams anytime he comes near her, or tries to hold her hand, or tries to be affectionate with her in any way. Oh, so he tells Henry to leave, but Doctor Pretorius to stay because we belong dead. Like, oh no. Right. But also because the Baroness has shown up, Elizabeth has yeah. shown up and is like, Henry, please come, please come. And she's pleading for him at the door. And that's mm-hmm. when he's like, no, 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 you leave. You've given me life. Basically, you sh- still should be living. We should all be dead, everyone else in here. And so he lets them go. Destroys them all. Uh, As they just... set off a, an explosion. Mm-hmm. Don't touch the lever, not the lever. But he touches he the, lever. the atomic lever. Yes. yes destroys them all and we get uh, the last shot is uh henry and elizabeth and he, he's holding her saying darling darling the end dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. But Alyssa, elizabeth and henry get to be happy together happy in quotation marks yeah haunted forever and when is he going to do it again um yeah because he will right oh yeah he's going to try to do something again at some point because like you can't come that close to like be like literally realizing your crazy fever dream and then letting it all go uh yeah. yeah so the future's not looking too bright for that couple no not so no. much no. not so much but you uh, know what future is bright that all the years and all the influence this movie has had after yes because holy crap um it's an incredible film it's so well made it's so beautiful and so masterful and and you can see why it's a classic a classic obsessed and I was pretty obsessed because I was like, oh, my God, I had to look look up, of course, like who this actress was right away. And I was like, oh, my God, it's Katie Nana from Mary Poppins uh-huh. <laughs> is the bride and Mary Shelley. And I just my mind exploded. It's so cool. <laughs> um, and she's been in so many other wonderful things. And what a, what a treat. Um, mm-hmm. What a treat of a film. What a, how beautifully done, innovative so cool for its time and even cool now. Like I was just like, this is still cool. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, nearly a hundred years later, um, pretty dope. So, uh, yeah. So even the title of, uh, she hate me, that's one of Spike Lee's movies. And I was just like, that's, I'm sure you got it from that line. Um, Mm. which I think is like, you can see the influences all over the world from, from this, this film. So, um, let's get into gore factor. Um, one, not enough blood to fill a Dixie cup Two, a puddle of blood, three, enough blood to gross out the average viewer Four, bathtub of blood, five, run for the barf bag. Uh, it's an oldie black and white, not a lot of blood. Uh, we gave this a one. 
so Frankenstein gets the monster gets shot. Uh, there's some, you know, dead body, whatnot, but he gets cut up a little bit by some of the villagers as they're trying to mutilate him and and kill him. Uh, movie ratings, uh, one, if you're desperate two barely qualifies as a horror film, three seen worse, seen better Four, not too shabby and five fantastic Oracle five chainsaws for me. Fantastic Oracle five chainsaws from Terry as well. Fantastic freaking gory. I love this movie. I really, really liked it. I like the OG Frank too. And I think this is great. I would just like to watch them together. Like I just, need to do a back-to-back yeah um, that would be really fun so good and then she hate me right after triple feature day um Yay. i really like it uh, so next week we are going to be talking about a film by one of our favorite filmmakers here on horror movies to so have a guide uh mr george a romero uh we're gonna be talking about the very applicable the crazies oh yeah yeah it's apt so we felt like you know it's probably one of the kind of pandemic ones that doesn't get a lot of play and we always want to support romero here on the podcast because he's amazing so always and forever maestro yes yeah maestro uh, thank you so much for listening to us talk about Bride of Frankenstein today. We hope you enjoyed our talk um, and hope that we gave you a little bit of relief in this crazy time of apocalypse. Uh, but we uh, we love uh, to hear from our listeners. So if you'd like to talk to us, we'd love to hear from you on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, on our Patreon, which if you'd love what we do, we'd love for you to subscribe. Um, and thank you for listening because uh, we wouldn't be doing this if you didn't listen. We'd probably still hang out, but we wouldn't record it anymore. (laughs) The conversations would legit be almost exactly the same. Yeah, pretty much. So I'm happy we get to share this and keep doing this. Uh, For all you fine folks, thank you guys so much again for listening. We love you. We do. Stay safe.